We are so blessed and thankful to have you all here with us today. We are going to get started with our service in just a couple minutes. But first, if I could have everybody take your seats. As we said before, welcome to Home Church. We are so excited to have you here. Before we get started, we do have a few announcements to make. So, first of all, this is for the kiddos. So, if you're a kid, pay attention. If you went to kids camp, all of the crafts are at the Welcome Center. A parent has to be with you to pick it up. Don't open them. Yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, second, there will be a bowling meeting on August 13th in the gym between services before anyone who is interested in bowling. If you're not able to attend the meeting, uh, contact Ron Sherwood. I should probably put that as, if you're not able to attend the meeting and interested in bowling, uh, contact Ron Sherwood. <laughs> you don't have to all call him all at once. He'd probably be okay with it though. Uh, we have our back-to-school block party and outreach on August 11th. That's right. That is this Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. There's going to be food, music. We're giving away school supplies, so come join us as we uh, bless the community. We're still collecting school supplies, so you can place those donations in the basket in the foyer. And then the next day, August 12th, Saturday, we're doing a Wild Waters outing. That's right. It will be wild and it will be waters. Uh, <laughs> sign up is in the foyer next, uh, <laughs> it's currently in the foyer. Uh, I was going to say next to the um, doors at the, what is that called, the Diaz, Diaz? There's a stand, a podium. <laughs> you, can go stand, you can go sign up there. Uh, adult tickets are $34, senior tickets are $13, and if you're under three years old, it's only two bucks. So uh, I'm not going to guess your age. Just be honest about it. <laughs> but sign up for that. We will have a good time on August 12th. And we're about to go into our time of singing corporately to God, to sing as one voice to the creator of the universe. But if I could have everybody rise with me as we enter a time of prayer together. Father, we are so, so thankful for the abilities that we have to come to church, to gather together, to meet under your name, to learn your word, to sing your praises. We ask that this would be a time of unity with us, that we wouldn't feel alone in anything, that as we sing, we would feel that we are one body. And we just ask that you would bless this body, that you would continue to move through us, that we would be a beacon of light in our community, that we would be a source of hope and joy to those around us. We thank you for everything that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. And Abraham named that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Genesis 22, 8 and 14.
I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, Ephesians 3, verses 16 and 17. church this morning in the presence of God Almighty. Father, we are your lambs. You are the shepherd. But you're not just any shepherd. You are the good shepherd that loves your flock. And I pray in Jesus' name this morning, with your rod and your staff, that you would guide us, correct us, teach us. And maybe, just maybe, within our heart, there's, some, there's something there, some stubbornness, something going on. Had a bad week. Lord, I just pray we put that all aside and that we would be able to focus on you this morning. We'd be able to focus on your words and what you have to say through me, Lord. And what an honor and a privilege it is just to preach your gospel. And I pray, God, we put ourselves in this story 
that we would we would go back over 2,000 years ago and put ourselves as one of the disciples, put ourselves in their shoes. So may this be a journey today as we go back into time on what might have happened. Speak to every heart in this place. May our hearts be open and ready for the word. And Lord, our hearts are open and ready for the word. I'm going to say that one more time. Heavenly Father, our hearts are open for the word. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. Let's sing that chorus one more time. this time with our hands raised to our Heavenly Father. And as we sing in chorus, Jesus, Jesus. children said amen amen thank you choir here we are choir hand this morning thank you amen hallelujah amen you may be seated this morning church thank you so very much we're so blessed to have you this morning um i want to just give a quick little praise last week we had a, a few of the the kids come up and lead worship and after the service um they i gave them a little challenge and i said hey why don't you write some notes down and and as I went over the notes and prayed over the, um, each one of them gave me a, a little paper, and I wish we had the time to go through some of the things they said. I'm just blown away, coming from seven and eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, uh, 12. Um, but what's so amazing is a lot of them put on their paper, um, I, I want to be a leader in the church. I want to be a pastor. God, use my life. Amen. Amen. I would say it was just, it touched my heart. It was so just um, wonderful to see kids um, that could have took that and just, um, and, and some of them did draw pictures, but the pictures they were drawing, dra drawing were, were pictures of the stage, and it would say uh, me on there, and then 
you know, the, the people with their little hands raised and, you know, just, uh, and I thought that was just, it was incredible to see that. And so I want to give God praise for that. Can we give God a, a clap out, a clap out, <laughs> clap out for, for that. Amen. Also, um, we want to wish a dear lady this morning, it's um, her birthday. She's visiting with us this morning. And if I, uh, um, my, she, you're wonderful with names. What's, what? That's right. I don't want to put her on the spot, but it's dear Chris's birthday. And so we want to wish her a happy birthday. She's right here uh, to my left. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, and uh, since we're on this flow here, we're just going to keep going. Uh, it's someone's anniversary. Um, Mike and Kathy Machozik. 20, yeah. 24 years. Congratulations. <laughs> he just winked at her right now. Amen. We're off to a good start today. Amen. Amen. And she has a beautiful smile on her face. Amen. And it's so good to see, um, if, if for those of you who know who he is, uh, it's so good to see Mike McDaniel with us here this morning. Amen. Amen. How I many you know, you know, um, sometimes we can think, even I can think, you know, man, if I just, today was one of those days. I just was like, you ever wake up on the wrong side of the bed? No? Okay, well, good for you. Uh, you know, I was on the wrong side of the bed. I was like, man, maybe, maybe today, maybe just today, uh, <clears throat> I'm just, just tired, you know? And I don't think anybody would know. I think anybody would, it would be fine, you know? And sometimes you can think that, but, and, and there are times, yeah, we can't make it. We're sick, we're, we're, we're ill, we just had surgery, but it's good to know that we are missed. And it's good to know that when you're not here, it, we feel it and we know. And so we appreciate you, uh, whether, whether you're watching online um, or here in person, we appreciate your faithfulness, and uh, we so, we're just so grateful and thankful for you. Um, at least I am. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. Um, I want to talk about a, a little story that I came across before I start this morning. A um, little article says, love is in the air. Love is in the air, and love is in the air. We got these two lovebirds right here celebrating their anniversary. What, by the way, what's for dinner? Are we doing anything for dinner? What's going on? With Mike? We'll talk about that later. Okay. While plenty of singles are out looking for their soulmate, um, one man's soulmate has got people a little confused, but he does not care. Nathaniel from Arkansas, who claims he's in love with Chase, his Chevy Monte Carlo. <laughs> he explained uh, it was love at first sight. Its body, its interior, he says, lovely, and everything just seemed to fit. I felt an instant connection. He said, while he's had a relationship with human girlfriends in the past, he said he was committed to his relationship with Chase and didn't know what he would do in life without his four-wheeled partner. He is very super protective of Chase, revealing it really bothers me, he says, when Chase gets dinged or scratched. If something were to happen to Chase, my heart, my world would stop. The car enthusiast added that he was worried people might feel a little disgust um, he, with his relationship. It would affect his job. But I love him to death, he said. I wouldn't trade Chase for the world. And uh, as I continue reading, he was trying to find legal action to get married his, his uh, car. No, this is true. This is a real thing. 
Um, and I can't go into the other details over the pulpit this morning uh, with his relationship with his vehicle. But um, I say that to say this, you know, hot August nights, I got to be honest with you, I saw some of these cars and they're, I mean, beautiful, beautiful cars. I love hot August nights. That's a wonderful time uh, to, to kind of reminisce and go back in time. And some of those vehicles are really cool. Um, but I've never seen one that I'd want to marry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's, I haven't found that one, um, and I never will, by the grace of God. And today, I want to talk about um, hot August. Well, actually, hold on one sec. I want to talk about the blessings. Someone say blessings. blessings. Blessings, and how he blesses us so we can also bless. Um, it's very important to know the difference. He doesn't bless us so we can just have more. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having more. There's nothing wrong with having a, a, a lot of money, having, having a Monte Carlo. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with providing for your family. We need to do that. But again, he blesses us so we can also be a blessing. And so this morning I want to preach on hot August tithes. And I, I thought about it, I said, man, the last time I preached, well, actually, somebody told me this, a pastor, God's been moving since I've been tithing, and I, you know, they shared with the story, and they said, it's been a long time since you preached on tithing. And I thought about that, and so I prayed about it, it was a while ago, and I said, you know what, I think it's time that I preach on this subject. Um, and before I go into that, anyone here, let's just say I haven't, in, when I was in school, math was not one of my favorite subjects, okay? I didn't, anyone here love math? Raise your hands, be honest. You love math? Okay, you love math. Anyone here get straight A's in math? Good, great. Okay, good for you. All right. Uh, God bless you. Uh, there are principles when it comes to multiplication in the Word of God and in our lives. Uh, multiplication is a mathematical term, as you all know. Um, uh, so for those who didn't raise their hands, please don't tune me out. Okay, stay with me right now. Okay, we're not going to stay on this forever. Um, but, uh, you know, um, addition is a mathematical term. Subtraction is a mathematical term. Division. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen subtraction in your finances. Okay, and you're like, man, where did it go? Um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen division in your fi finances. That's a really bad day. Addition, we've seen addition, but would it be okay with you if God multiplied your finances? Yes. Amen. Would it be okay with you if he, if he multiplied you this morning? In God's word... He multiplies. Um, and I want to go to the scripture this morning. Can someone say with me, nice and loud and proud, fish? Fish. There's got a couple people in the front row that help me out. Fish. Fish. And loaves. Whoa. Thank you. Let's go to Luke chapter 9, verse 12. Luke chapter 9, verse 12 this morning.
This message, I believe, this morning is going to set some people free. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you. Luke chapter 9, verse 12 through 14, it says right here, When the day began to wear away, when the day began to what? Wear away. The twelve came to him and said, Send the multitude away, and they, that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions. For we are in a deserted place here. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Stop right there. 5,000 men. How many men? 5,000 men. That word men kind of caught my attention. I'm going, wait, wait, just, why did they just count the men? So you have to understand, back in those days, this wasn't a sexist, uh, this is not a sexist scripture. The Bible's not sexist. Can somebody say amen? amen. Um, but what they did back in those times is they, they counted the men, and by counting the men, they were counting families, households. And back then, each household had, a, a, obviously, a husband and a wife, and it was very common to have four kids. So we're not just, so we're talking a, a, a husband, a wife, so now we're at 10,000, and you can look at Matthew here, I'm not sure if we have the scripture, if we have Matthew, if not, Matthew 14, 21, it says, now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children, y'all seeing that? So um, we read, we say the 5,000, and that's fine. You, you can say, I've heard preachers say he fed the five, and that's, that's cool. I've, but we have to understand, there's more than 5,000 people. And when I went to General Assembly, I saw 10,000 people. That's a lot of people. And so you, you okay, so 10,000, maybe 20,000, maybe we could stretch to 30, maybe. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of people. Um, According to some theologians, this is the largest crowd that Jesus ever spoke to. So just, uh, just food for thought. Is not his, uh, they said the most popular one would be the Sermon on the Mount. But this was his largest crowd here. Okay. Um, right here. And so uh, let's, keep, let's keep reading. Then he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so. And made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them. And gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. And twelve baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. That's beautiful. I've heard some people say they were in a place of uh, the twelve regions. And that's why Jesus uh, had twelve baskets left over. I don't know. My personal opinion, and I'll be honest with you, is there was 12 disciples, and he wanted each disciple to go home with a doggy bag. And, but again, not just to go with leftovers, but to, to remember what God did. To remember, hey, remember what I did here today. Um, and so I like to take myself and put myself into stories. Um, I, like to, I like to do that, and so this morning I want you to put yourself into the story. So close your eyes with me just for a moment. I promise nothing weird's going to happen, okay? 
uh, just, just for a moment, and I want you to, to really imagine you're one of the 12. Okay, you're one of the 12. You're there. Okay. You can open your eyes now. I, last time I forgot to tell you that, and everybody had their eyes closed for a long time. Like, oh. <laughs> you're at home right now. You're watching online. Do that. Go ahead and close your eyes. and Imagine you're one of the 12 disciples. And uh, so you're, you're here in this crowd. It's, it's crazy. There's a lot of people, 10,000, 20,000, 15,000, whatever. Jesus speaking, and the day is wearing away, which means it's getting late. Luke, Luke's a physician. He's saying it's, the, the day is getting late. Okay, it's, it's wearing away. And they said, send them back into town that they can get something to eat. Because the restaurants are probably closing. You know, you're looking at your watch. Okay, so you go, man, the restaurants, the markets are closing. Day's getting late. Jesus is speaking. Again, it talks about how the day is wearing away, which tells me maybe, let's just say, maybe he, was ta- he started talking at 12 o'clock. Um, maybe 10 in the morning, I don't know. Let's just say 3 o'clock. He started talking at 3 o'clock, and now it's 4 o'clock, and then it's 5 o'clock, and 6 o'clock, and by this time, you've missed the game, okay? Again, you're one of the disciples. You're there, uh, and, and you're, you're getting hungry yourself. Okay, and you're going, okay, there's a lot of people here. It's getting late. The day's beginning to wear away. Um, and so you, you're saying, okay, what do we do? Um, again, the day is beginning to what? In the Greek, that means when the day begins to wear away. <laughs> you know, the disciples are gathering around and saying, okay, it's all good. We're going to. Um, let's just keep waiting a little bit. Another half hour goes by, and they say, okay, guys, you know what? I'm getting hangry. I mean, you know, when you're hungry, you get hangry. I've known some people, they can go, you know, a long time. They have this, there's something about them. They can, but, but, but right here, they're, they're saying, okay, you know what? Um, if we keep doing this, we're going to die. Uh, if he keeps talking, I'm about to lose it. Um, so you say, okay, I have an idea. Again, put yourself, put yourself right here. I have an idea. Let's tell Jesus, let's tell Jesus the people are hungry. Because Jesus seems to care a lot about the people. He doesn't really seem to care much about us. Because we've been with him all day long. We were with him yesterday, the day before. And let's, so let's tell Jesus the people are hungry. Okay, that's what they did, right? They told Jesus the people are hungry. And so imagine you're the one, you're the one, Amanda, you're the one, Matt, you're the one, Israel, maybe Saul, you're the one that gets nominated, you get elected to be the spokesperson for the disciples, to go up to Jesus while he's preaching, may I add. So Jesus is preaching, Jesus is he's talking. So you, uh, you approach him, and you, I'm just trying, I'm trying to picture myself, I mean, how do you interrupt Jesus when he's preaching, you know, but again, you're hungry, it's getting late, it's okay, you say, excuse me, Lord, Lord, excuse me, and Jesus kind of looks at you, and like, how does he look, you know what I'm saying, how does Jesus look at you, he's like, why are you interrupting, how does, he, oh, yes, you know, um, Lord, um, this is a really good series, uh, 
that you're preaching. Uh, the, this uh, this four-week series that you're putting into one day is really good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I really enjoying this. Um, <clears throat> Lord, we were we were thinking that um, the the people they're hungry, and uh, it, since it's all about the people, Lord. I mean, I was just telling Matthew I can go all night long. But Lord, since the, the people the people are hungry, um, Lord, could, I think you, I, Lord, I think you better wrap it up. And Jesus says something I normally don't see, unless you've seen it. I normally don't see in Scripture. He says, "Oh, they're hungry. You feed them." So put yourself in put yourself in their shoes. Jesus, the 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 crowd here is getting late. They're hung. Uh, oh, really? You feed them. Excuse me, Lord. We're in a we're in a desert we're in a desert here. There's nothing around. What what do you mean, Lord? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, me, yeah, you and all those who are so concerned about the people. Why don't you go feed them? Are you, guys, are you guys with me on this? Yeah. Are you putting yourself in their shoes? Are you with me? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you think about it. There's, there's Lucius, okay, 20,000 people. Okay, uh, uh, what are we going to do here? So you start walking around, you start looking, you say, man, this is, man, why did I open my mouth? Why did I say anything? You know, and you're hungry yourself, and all of a sudden you see a little kid there with, you smell something, you look, you say, oh, you know, and maybe, maybe back in those times, let's just say, just for pretend, it was a Long John Silver's bag, <laughs> some fish and some hush puppies, okay, you got two fish and five low, you know, okay, you look inside and say, okay, that's it, we got it, um, this is all we have, this is all we got, you know what, I know, we're going to show this to Jesus, and he, we're going to say this is, all we, this is all we could find, and he's just going to let everybody go. How about that? Okay, we got it. Okay. They go to Jesus, and they say, Jesus, this is all we could find. And Jesus says, really? Where'd you get that? Oh, well, actually, uh, Peter took it from the kid, Lord. He took that. For the, the kid was walking... He took it from him. Jesus says, hey, that's fine. That'll be enough. That, that'll be enough. Again, I put myself there going, wait, that'll be enough? What, what, what do you mean? It was like times, I, I kind of, again, this has, it, it, close to, there were times I would, I would be talking with Pastor Todd or I even talk with Pastor Steve and there's a, this is not, hey, no, and I go, really, are you sure? And it's like, I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> that'll be enough. Okay. All right, but then you got to think to yourself, maybe just maybe the disciples, because they read scriptures too. The disciples read the Bible, right? And but they were reading the Old Testament, so maybe just maybe they, I was thinking maybe they read where Elisha fed a hundred men with twelve loaves of bread, and they were going, oh. Again, this is not in the scripture, okay? And I don't need, I, I just gotta just hear me out here, okay? You just gotta put yourself. Who, who, who's, who likes the chosen? 
the chosen, you know, the chosen, you know, the, you know, the chosen is, again, whether you like it or not, they, they kind of, they kind of put themselves in the situation and kind of allow things to, so I'm, I'm putting myself here and I'm going, okay, maybe they remember when Elisha did that. So you know what? We know what's going to happen. God is going to multiply. He's going to multiply. And Peter, you know, Peter, I like to pick on Peter because he's so like, you know, he grabs the first piece of bread. He's like, Lord, bless mine first. Watch, guys. Watch what's going to happen. Look, look. He's, look what's, watch. Watch. Jesus takes it. Breaks it in half. Right? Blesses it. Gives it back to Peter. And Peter's there. You can picture looking at it going, hmm. Lord, are you done praying? Are you, are you, what, are you done? And Jesus is like, yes, I'm done. Now, Go give it and watch what happens after I bless it. Now he says, go give it. So you got to picture Peter here. Imagine you got, I put my, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had 50 people over for dinner or 20 people at your house. And sometimes, you know, you want to make sure there's enough food. The lion's going, you're like, okay, is there enough food? Uh, there's 20,000 people. Let's just say 500 people. And you got this little loaf of bread some fish, you're going, okay, now I'm going to go. He's telling me to go. So then you go to the first person. I can picture Peter going to the first person. Maybe some sweat coming down. His, he's going, okay, take a small piece, please. Small piece, small piece. Take a, take a small piece. Take a. And then he gets to the end, and right there, right there, it starts to multiply and grow. Amen. You guys see it? You guys, you guys hearing me? The miracle did not happen in Jesus' hand. The miracle happened when the disciples obeyed him and gave it away. I know we see in Hollywood, they like, you know, Jesus blesses it and then boom, it just like, no. He gave it back to the disciples, then they gave it out and it started multiplying. Because in, the, in God's word, you'll see, you'll find that Jesus says, give first, and then it will be given to you. It's never you first. It's always give. He says, okay, now take this. I've blessed it, and I've given it. So again, someone could argue with me, but again, I'm not here for an argument. I know our Lord is a giver, and he wants us to give. The miracle did not happen in Jesus' hands. It happened when the disciples obeyed him. So I have two simple principles right here that I pray speak to your heart, whether, whether, you're, you're, whether you've been a giver all your life or not, that this open your eyes to something that can help you. It, number one, it has to be blessed before it can multiply. Somebody say blessed. It has to be blessed before it can multiply. So what if the disciples would have grabbed the food and what if they would have given the bread away without Jesus blessing it? Without his blessing over it. They would have just took it and gave it away. It would not have been blessed. You guys seen that? And so 
The Bible tells us the way our finances are blessed, the way our money is blessed, is when we give our tithe, somebody say tithe, we give our tithe to the storehouse, when we give it to God's house, when we bring it into the body of Christ. That's how our money is blessed. I know a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of people through my life, they give to all these other things, but they, they forget to give it to Jesus first. So when I see this, I'm going, okay, hold on. Even in Hebrews, Hebrews tells us Jesus himself receives it and he blesses it. So we want to make sure Jesus blesses it first. Number two, it has to be given away before it multiplies. Someone say given away. So what if they would have given it to Jesus, he blessed it, and then the disciples ate first for themselves. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was trying, we got to put yourself in their shoes. Guys, we should eat first. We should be eating first. We've been with Jesus all day. Now he wants us to take people. I mean, I forgot, I forgot to say this. He says, now I want you to take the people, put them in groups of 50. Can you imagine after you just got done finding the food, you're already tired, it's getting late, and then he wants you to do more work? Groups of 50? Try putting groups of 50 in like a, 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 maybe 1,000 people. Groups of 50, 20,000 people. I mean, my God, how long did that take? A half hour? An hour? I don't know. So at this point, the disciples are now, they're really hangry. They're like, my gosh. What? So you would think that, okay, we got to eat first, and then we'll feel good enough to feed everybody else. No, it has to be given away before it multiplies. If they would have took it for themselves first, it would not have multiplied. Everyone in the house of God, first service and second service, all across America has some kind of money coming in. The question is, are you tithing? Or are you eating it first? Because what you have, it doesn't matter if you have $20 coming in a month. Pastor, I'm on a fixed thing. I only have, it doesn't matter how much you come in, how much you got coming in, or how much you don't have coming in. Whatever you have coming in, God can multiply God can multiply. This, this here, oh, good, I do have money. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to put out, uh, pull up my, uh, this here is God's money. It's his money. It's not mine. If he, if he asked you this morning, I want you to give it all. Would you do it? Yes. If he said, I, I want you, like he really told you, I want, I want you to give it all. I'll be honest with you. I think if I heard that audibly, I would, Go get my ears checked first. I'd be a little scared. But I'll be honest with you, there was a time seven years ago we did give all. 
we sold it all. And by the grace of God, he met every need. And when you understand that you are a steward of what you've been given, we are stewards, we're not the owner. It's easy to do. But when I have in my little pea brain that I'm the owner and I did this and it's mine, my money's not blessed. And then I become a thief. I'm robbing from God. So we are stewards, we are not the owner. And when we trust him, when we say, you know, honey, this is something we haven't done all throughout our life, and we've been kind of, you know, this is something, let's let's trust, we're just going to do it. Because again, it doesn't look, it doesn't seem right. What do you mean? I get $200 a week, these are, my bills are $300, I don't understand, I got to, no. Trust God. Give him his first. What's the tithe? How much is the tithe? Can, does anybody know? 10%. I'm going to get... This is not a Nazarene thing. This is not a Baptist thing. This is not a... Although it's in our code of conduct. Can somebody say amen? amen? It's in our code of conduct. But we as believers, we as Christians, we as Nazarenes, give God his first. And he will take care of the rest. Well, pastor, my needs, I haven't been giving all my life and my my needs are met. I think God's trying to get a hold of somebody. (laughs) What perfect timing. God's like, amen. If you just answer the phone right now and he said, listen to him. (laughs) There you go. I love preaching this message. You know, years past, it would be really, I was... But we have a church of givers. But every now and then we, for, we can forget the importance of giving and why we do it. Our church, we, we are givers. God has blessed you and blessed us. But we want to remember why. And sometimes, you know, through life things can get tough and we're like, wait, hold on one second. And it's like, no, 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 no. God, you get yours first. Everything else is second. I heard someone say a long time ago, well, my needs are met. I haven't given it. Well, you're a thief. You're robbing God. And how much more? See, the disciples, when Jesus blessed it, they they could have just eaten and they would have been fine. But they would have missed out on a blessing. All throughout the word of God, when we trust God, when we obey, there's blessing. Where the love of money is and holds place in your heart and not God. Hot August tithes is more than just a silly slogan. It's inspired by people who give all their time and energy to the material things of this world. And then what belongs to God is maybe leftovers if God gives that. Well, we just give of our time. Nowhere in the word of God does it say you give of your time. He says give of your first fruits. And if we're not careful, the things of this world we'll fall in love with so much, like Nathan, we'll want to marry it. Are you hearing me? You will want to marry it. 
say, well, Pastor, I never want to marry my car. No, but you're in love with your money. And the love of money is the root of all evil. But God wants your heart. He doesn't need our money. He wants our heart. He wants our obedience. He wants to multiply. May your life and your family, may your finances be blessed as we give it to God so he may give it to others. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. I'd like my sister Barb to come and give us the benediction this morning. And while she's coming down, you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. He's not living in my heart. Maybe this morning you, it's your first time here. Um, you're watching online. And um, again, most importantly, God wants your heart this morning. He wants you to open up your heart, to give him your life, to surrender to him this morning. Say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. I'm not right with God. I want to receive the I want us to receive his saving grace, his blood that was shed on the cross for my sins over 2,000 years ago. If that's you this morning, you want to receive Jesus, I want you to pray with me. You just say, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me. I repent. I turn to you this morning. I surrender my life to you. I do believe you died for me and you rose on the third day and you are coming back again. Lord, thank you. I am your bride. You are the groom. I prepare my life for you for that day in Jesus' name. Amen. As we bow our heads, church, our sister is going to pray. Be blessed. Give of your first fruits. I want to encourage you, church, and those who are in ministry, those who are leaders, those who are, whether you're on the choir or you're in nursery, it does not matter, you are leaders, I want to urge you to give of your first fruits every week, every two weeks, every month. Honor God, and may he multiply you this morning. Amen. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this reminder in pastor's message Help us to remember how good you are. All through scripture, it tells us that you will always supply all of our needs. And you do that, Lord, when we're faithful to you. So we thank and praise you. I think everyone here would uh, remember sometime or other when you gave to them when they were in need and not even expecting, and yet you take care of us as your children. We have a great testimony on how you have provided for me and my family for years and years, and we thank you. If we were to count our blessings one by one, we would run out of paper to write it all down. And so we thank you for giving to us we thank you that we have learned that tithing simply means to give the first 10% of what we make, what kind of income we have, to you. And then we know that you will bless us according to your goodness. So we thank you for the grace that you've given us so that we can give. And we pray that 
all of our needs will be met as well. We think about the giving in this wonderful home church of ours and how we rally to every need that comes up. And we remember too, Lord, that it takes money for ministry. And so as we give to you our tithe and our offerings over and above that tithe, we pray that you will bless it and bless us according to the riches that you have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be blessed, church. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Barb. Appreciate that. And I like it, and I like it, yeah. Your love for me is irresistible. I can fight it, I can fight it, yeah. If life is water, I was dry as two Yeah, 